Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Two Heavy Wrestling Podcast. Myself, Eddie, Zach, and uh, Skinner, right? Skinner. Skinner. Skinny. Skinner. Skinny dinner, boy. Binner. Sinner. Skinny. Anyways, we're doing underrated wrestlers today. You, there was a very uh, positive response to my Zach and Eddie's uh, lists. Clayton's list was a little... Yep. And so we're going to go ahead and do the underrated <laughs> lists this time. And uh, I have Clayton's <laughs> answers here. I'll be going over them at the end. We're going to save his for the end. Um, but uh, we're going to go ahead and go through all of our mentions. Before we get started, does anyone have anything to say about underrated wrestlers in general and about how you chose your criteria? Because we didn't, we didn't discuss how we were going to pick our criteria beforehand. So, um, Well, for me, it either didn't get a push or get, didn't get the push they deserved or got the push, but then uh, backstage powers that be gave up on them too easily. Yeah. Uh, mine was mainly accomplishments, but then a lot of it was a lot of the people that I feel good for where they're at now, but wish they had a lot more during the wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. Mine was uh, a little combination of the both. Uh, what they should have gotten versus what they got, and also their stature at any given specific time uh, within their within the company, with the the main part being WWE. And so. I think unintentionally I put mine in order, so I'm just going to preface that. Mine's not in a particular order. Mine I is. know you guys do orders, um, but... That's just how my brain worked. But you go ahead, Zach. Why don't you kick us off? Let's um, do honorable mentions first, if you have one. You want to do? You want to start with honorable it. mentions this time? Yeah, I think getting them out of the way, saving number spend one. This whole episode trying to figure out who mine was. I don't have one yet. Okay, then, then we'll, we'll do. do it last. Honorable mentions are before our number one. Okay, sure. So we're starting okay. bottom up. Yeah, let's do five to two. Then honorable mention. Mine okay. aren't in a particular order, so you're just gonna get mine. Okay, so my my number five is D'Lo Brown. That's a good Ooh, that's one. That's a good one. That is a really that is good a one. really good criminally. One of the most beautiful frog splashes ever. Yeah, it, I didn't get to watch a lot of him during his active career, but like getting to see how like out there he was with his uh, antics and like how much he put into each move. Like he had one of the best spinebusters. Oh, sky high. Um, and it's a lot of what Angelo Dawkins mm -hmm. does now, which they very much remind me of each other in terms of that because uh Dawkins is starting to do that spine buster now too. Um but no, I mean I think I think he got a good set of accomplishments for his title reigns, but um I don't think a lot of people talk about him enough anymore. They believed in him at one point and wanted to give him a singles push, but powers that be again didn't believe in him for the main run. Yeah. So, I wasn't right. a big fan of that. Uh who do you think is going to be on my list? Just underrated? Uh, just off the dome. I bet you guys could get one. You're going to say Austin Theory. RVD. Rob Van yeah, Dam. RVD. He's number five. Um, I didn't okay. put him this high because he did get a WWE title run. Uh, everyone else on my list has not gotten a WWE title run. Uh, he, in top five most over people of all time, I, at least I think so. Most over yeah. in the oh, sense yeah. of... He actually not, just had a match tonight that was like, you deserve it, and you still got it. So. Oh, my God. And, yeah, I think RVD deserved a bigger push than he got. Uh, he was not very uh, political backstage, which he has said held him back. 
he just wanted to be under the radar didn't like going above and beyond for vince where others who apparently did cough chris jericho cough again uh took said pushes from him because he was a little more in that political sense so uh number five rvd you deserve better I would agree with that pick. I think that's a good pick. Um, my first pick is, I don't think it's a controversial pick, but I think people might disagree with me because of, of his accomplishments on paper, but I'm actually picking the Miz. I don't disagree yeah. with that. So uh, the reason why I say on paper is because Miz is one of only two, two time grand slam champions ever in WWE that by yeah. itself. But the reason why is because The Miz does not have a clean, definitive WWE or World Heavyweight Championship win. Both of his WWE title reigns were Money in the Bank cash-ins, and one of them was literally a transitional champion to Bobby Lab. Right. I think... I thought he was going to be higher on your list. I thought he'd be on your list. I didn't know how high, though. Well, so the, like I said, my list is not ranked. So if anything, I guess technically since he was the very first person to come to mind, I guess I just accidentally gave my number one pick. But he was the when we said we were doing this list, he was the very first person to come to mind because I've always been vocal about the Miz, much I support him, and that I think that before he retires and rides off in the sunset, he deserves a clean, wins a number one contendership match of some sort, wins the WWE title, gets six to eight months with that, and then send him on his way because he's... He's proven that he was a tag team specialist between Miz and Morrison, Miz Show, um, Our Truth. Yeah, like him and Our Truth, like they're ta like tag team specialists. He proved that the Intercontinental Title should be important, and it felt important when he was in that title. Um, in fact, I bought the specific version of the Intercontinental Title that I bought for my own personal collection because of the Miz, the one that Cody Rhodes bought back. When I think of that title, I think of the Miz. Right. Strap. So that was Miz a very wholesome mine. answer. Yeah. Uh, am I? So are we snaking? Am I going again? Uh, yeah. I'd say we just yeah. yeah. All right. So then my next pick under the Miz is uh, unfortunately the recently released Dolph Ziggler. I knew he would be on your list. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Honestly, copy and paste. Only has. I guess technically he did win a world title. He won the world heavyweight championship clean for his second. And I don't even want to necessarily compare his cash in win of a world heavyweight championship to the ones that I just talked about with the Miz, because while yes, that is all the Miz has Dolph Ziggler's was in a lot of people's minds, including mine. That was the cash. -in. Yeah. Like it was when people special. think of cash ins, they think of Dolph Ziggler. Dude. Yeah. Um, so I think that's, that's a little bit of an asterisk when it comes to winning the belt that way. He kind of did it the right way. And it was a moment that everyone thinks of. Um, Another wholesome one. Yeah. But I also think he should have gotten a WWE championship. Right. Uh, unfortunately. I agree with that. And I think, I think the heart grows fonder with distance and time and all that stuff's going to happen with Dolph Ziggler. I think not this upcoming rumble, but the next one, if his music hits at number 29 or 30, people are going to freak out, including me. I think a Dolph Ziggler return after he will do him a lot of good. Yeah, totally. You go ahead. Um, So number four, uh, I had it from the era that Clayton said was the most overrated. 
Sorry, Clayton. Uh, I put Victoria. That's on mine. Yeah. We did um, have the same one. Dude, if we're talking someone with so much talent that because Trish was there just didn't, she got a title. And to my knowledge, two. Yeah, I actually. Think she, I think she's a multi time. In the eras where you just didn't get that push that you really needed to be elevated to superstardom. And you can't, I can't even really say the same thing happened for Lita or Trish, except that one main event, that one time on Raw that everyone's like, oh, they main event, they main evented Raw. It's like, dude, just Victoria could do it all, had one of the coolest finishers for it. At that time, really anyone, if I'm going to be honest. Uh, I mean, I'd, Trish just did it during the uh, the cage yeah. match. And everyone backstage only has good things to say about her. It's like kind of weird how she didn't get more, even though everyone loved her. So she did it. Buckley got a good push after she left WWE in TNA. She got a really good one. Uh, but yeah, Victoria, most underrated female wrestler ever, in my opinion. I would, I would, that's a hard agree. One of my favorite so. themes in wrestling as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You go ahead. All right. Um, so Victoria was my number three, so I'm basically gonna, uh, I'm gonna take her out of my list and then keep my honorable mention for when we get to two. Um, but my next one was Dean Malenko. Absolutely. Criminally underrated. Oh, or underrated. Criminally underrated. Clearly, he had a better career in WCW than WWE. He only had two light heavyweight championship runs. And I know him more for WCW because I was big into the Rey Mysterio, Psychosis, Eddie Guerrero, Dean Malenko sagas. Um, But yeah, I mean, from a technical side, for being in a land of high flyers, to be one of the most technical wrestlers, mm-hmm. he made it mesh way too well. Well, and just Texas Cloverleaf is one of the coolest submissions. Just as it, just as my favorite submission. Just uh, as an influence, like how many people he trained, how many people went through his school of wrestling, like it's, it's crazy. And luckily, I mean, we don't talk about AEW a lot, but luckily he still has a job in wrestling yes. in AEW. Um, my next pick, um, is my number two pick, and. That would go to Lance Storm. I don't know how I feel about that one. I'm not going to lie. He's a that, very good wrestler, but... That is a wrestler versus character conundrum. Yeah. Yeah, that is what, on his wrestling prowess, that is what he's underrated for in yeah. terms of what it could have been for him as a character. Yeah. Clearly, he, that's what he was, was a wrestler. He wasn't a character in a world of characters. If he especially is- the era he was brought up in if he had been given some sort of manager or mouthpiece to do that side for him he would have been a great package and clearly again he still has a very prominent role in in the wrestling world now um working with wwe and still analyzing a lot of stuff that's going on today but uh for me it was just like if the character didn't hold him back he probably would have had way more stardom in his role character that's yeah, I've only heard yeah. one person ever talk bad about him, and that person's Shane Douglas. Yeah, we don't exactly trust yeah. the opinion of Shane Douglas. <laughs> uh, uh, but that's a that's a that's a really I would good still one. I would still say that's a good pick. I yeah. think I think that even for I don't think he was ever gonna hit main event with his personality and everything. Yeah. 
But even, I mean, what's his WWE accomplishment? Have an Intercontinental uh, or United States? He was. I don't know if he has. I think he was a. Don't know his accomplishment. Um, he was an Intercontinental champion. I know that. That's uh, what seemed yeah. familiar. He was head. a. He had tag Intercontinental team, Championship one time with uh Christian. Yeah, Christian. Yeah. Regal twice and Chief Morley. Uh, the Val oh, Venus. That's Val Venus. Yeah. yeah. Chief Morley. What a great gimmick! That what we'll a talk we, about we underrated. Keep, uh, <laughs> he his. They I'm were like, not, "Oh, you no longer look like a porn star." His, now his you're splash be a was pretty cool. I'm not going to yeah. call it by its name because that just makes me feel gross. If I'm going to be honest, no, no, go ahead. The money shot. Hey, that's Val Venus. It's very nice splash. And actually, though. considering you put Victoria in your list, I did just replace. Uh, number two, but I will leave that for the next round. Okay. Uh, number three, I've had to do some reorganizing because my number one, he, I, we'll, we'll get to that. Uh, number three is the son of a plumber, the American dream, Dusty Rhodes. And he was, he was actually going to be in my number one, but I actually flip-flopped three and one, surprisingly. Um, and this is in terms of WWE. Yes. Uh, it's not even that Dusty Rhodes... Dusty Rhodes was over, over. Oh, yeah. But it, Vince and his mindset back in the 80s and 90s was just on a different planet. He like, let, let's buy out the competition. Let's bring them here. Let's bring the competition here and not let them do well so they can't like do very much else at other places. And with what he got, he made polka dots cool. He got polka dots over. Yeah, he got polka dots way over. Um, what else? He got to beat the big boss man up. Uh, what he got to uh bionic elbow Sherry Martell a bunch of times. <laughs> the accomplishments don't seem that crazy, but it was cool. What a weird way to yeah. go. Dusty Rhodes hit women, but this is a woman who wanted to be hit. That's true. So Sherry yeah. Martell could even be on this list if we're gonna be honest. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. All right. Next on my list. No. What? No. He only did. He no. did one. Yeah, he only did one. Oh, snake yeah. game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Kane. I put Kane on my criminally underrated underrated list. I see it. I do. But I, I feel like he got some. He got Pretty. a couple. He got one or two world heavyweight title runs that were worth it. He got that ECW title. He here's the underrated the ECW part. title run. Here's the only. Here's the part that makes it really underrated. Uh -huh. For the entire time that Kane really was Kane, nineteen ninety seven to like two thousand one, he got one twenty four hour WWE title run. That is insane. My that question is. to you then, because. We can all agree that the latter half of his days in WWE were way underwhelming in general. I wouldn't even say way underwhelming. I thought when he put the mask back on and he had that iron mask or whatever, that was kind of rejuvenating a little bit. Yeah. It did work, but yes, I understand your point. But like the corporate side and stuff like yes. that. Like In terms of that, though, do you think if he would have done a hard stop before the corporate side would have ended, it would have ended up looking better to you or... Is most years about his earlier part of his no, career. No, it's mostly about the earlier parts because honestly, like, because that later part, because every wrestler, especially when they get older in age, is going to have 
a little bit of a renaissance, i.e. he puts the mask back on, and then you f- and then you kind of fall to the wayside. You have the Saudi Arabia. Right? Like that tag match. Yeah. Um, but no, it, when you specifically look at that era of Kane, th- that era of Kane alone only having the one 24-hour WWE title run is criminally underrated. But then the fact that that never got remedied anywhere else for the rest of his career and he still never got that title back, that's why he's underrated to me. And I think you're saying that too, only like not only because of this, but like because Undertaker in a similar type role was getting titles. 100%. And and honestly, I don't I think it would be a stretch for me to say that Kane like saved the Undertaker's career. That's a stretch. Undertaker was still very hot and his character was still but it, it cannot kept it going be going longer it in can, a, yeah, a it fresh can't, way. It can't be denied that it refreshed and rejuvenated not just not just his character, but how WWE told stories. Yeah. Like that is one that you you thought your brother was dead and he killed your parents and that he died in a fire and now here he is. That was one of the first actual like stories that WWE was telling at the time. Because it wasn't creepy Undertaker just going after dudes and yeah, being. Yeah, it was. The here's why the guy. Undertaker is this way, and here's an origin to that that he was wrong about. Yeah, and let's see that play out. Yeah, like the Kane, Kane in general shifted wrestling, and he doesn't necessarily have the titles to back that up. So I, Kane, I would say in the terms of it was just the era he was in more than anything. It's if you did that two years earlier. I thought he could have won a world title. Like, oh yeah, could have totally beat Bret Hart. To like, yeah, yeah, and at that part of time, because because uh, Kane, when it came to world titles, was not afforded the same level of dominance that Undertaker was. No, even, not even a little. Even though when he debuted, it was to show that he is just as, if not more, powerful than. Oh, he was definitely more powerful at the time, for sure. Yeah, it's like you had Stone Cold, Taker what the rock was kind of building himself up at that point mankind was starting to become in that role freaking dude love <laughs> when they were full brothers of destruction mode and he started using not the full body suit but the strapped one yeah. and you could see how big his traps and his arms were dude yeah. and then seeing how high he was getting people up for choke slams oh my that God. was what got Who me was it? uh brock lesnar was asked who's the strongest person you've ever met in the WWE locker room and he named Kane. Yeah. Kane's the only person that emphatically like beat him at arm wrestling. Like Kane is apparently the strongest person Brock Lesnar. Kane has put Big Show at his heaviest over his head. Oh yeah. Multiple times. Like it's it was 500 plus yeah. at that point. So, uh Kane for that pick. Um after that for the pick after that, uh Ron Simmons in WWE? Uh, yeah, Farouk slash Ron Simmons. Okay. And really it's because, yes, he had really cool Nation of Domination stuff. He, the APA with the Acolytes, like that stuff is cool. But when you look at what Ron Simmons was doing before that, he was the first African-American WCW World Heavyweight Champion. And like he was breaking barriers. He was doing a lot for professional wrestling in general. Um, and he proved that he belonged in the main event and that he was a very good singles wrestler. I truly don't think WWE ever let him show that side and gave him proper singles pushes and let him like, 
he should have probably gotten some sort of world title run in WWE as well, based off of his previous accomplishment, WCW. And mm-hmm. I just, it was really weird to me when I was younger researching. Cause you know, when you're younger, you're like, what were they doing before, before this? And you learn about the nation, learn about WCW. It was really weird to me to see that shift in Ron Simmons. I still do stuff like that. I still search people all the yeah. time and do cra- or stuff like that. Um, not when I was expecting, but I agree very much. Yeah. Um, my number two was I also put three honorable mentions because I just have another one. I'm not going to go in depth on all of those once we get there. But Humaga is my number two. Uh, no reason he's not a hard hitting. Like everything, the one time you put. I just want to jog everybody's memory on this because this is something I forgot about. Uh, it was John Cena versus Umaga versus the Great Kali in a triple threat match. Umaga overpowered the Great Kali in that match. That he was, uh, yeah, the fact he wasn't a world champion, everyone's like, oh, he would have been a world champion. I don't, politics wise, I don't think so. They yeah, would have we'll never see. given it to him. But yeah, we'll never see, is what I meant. It's like hard hitting. Just the, one of those guys like crisp in all of his moves he would hit. And I know Solo's trying to bring back that Samoan spike and like give homage. No one can do that spike. Like, not like his him. son is doing uh, that spike in Indies right now. Uh, he I got don't even released. dislike. I don't dislike. No, I, I know he got spike. released from reality wrestling, but um, in terms of that, I, he has a lot of personal issues outside of wrestling. Yeah. But he did do the lift spike. Though when he uh, was wrestling, is that even like what Naya did with uh, ramming her backside into Chelsea Green? How he pulled that off and didn't kill someone? He somehow knew how to position his body in a way that he could smack that thing as hard as he could, oh gosh, and it wouldn't her. hurt Jeff anyone. Hardy, the fact that he never had whiplash after fighting him, yeah, dude! Holy cow! Mm-hmm. Crazy. All right, so my number three. Um, number two, or number two, two, and then honorable mention. Um, my number two is Paul London. I don't know if I would have put him as high. I thought you would put Paul London on your list. I replaced that part of my list because of Victoria. Yeah. Yeah. But um, main reason is is because I wish he would have got the spots that Brian Kendrick did and did better. He, he would have done better. Yeah, he would have done better with those positions. Because if he would have ran like 205 Live and stuff when the Cruiserweight got redid and, um, you know, and he had tag team accomplishments, but I really honestly think he could have been a U.S. champion at some point um, in a slight way just because Rey Mysterio at that time was really big and he ended up getting to a world title and that was around that same time. Like, I think he could have at least got to a U.S. title. The only caveat is no one can do what Rey Mysterio has done in terms of at that size. Yeah. Paul London... And there's a story behind Rey a lot, too, versus Paul London didn't really have a gimmick. And Paul London, unfortunately, the gimmick he had in Lucha Underground is the thing that sticks in my head the most. I think I told you guys about that. I'll get on a different Mm -hmm. story. Or him getting absolutely destroyed by Snitsky at the 2005 Royal Rumble. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Those two. Great. Dude, what he could have done. Because he sold well. He's freaking insane. I mean, he's one of those guys that. Or the Paul London of Cruiserweights. He is Paul London. The Dolph Ziggler of Cruiserweights. He's one of those people that left WWE and never looked back either. 
Nope. I mean, he ended up making a name for himself that was outside of WWE, and he did well with it. But there isn't a lot to say about it, but he was just on there because I was such a big fan of Paul and Brian Kendrick back then. It sucked to see where Brian Kendrick led his life to now where he got released from WWE and you know, and then all the personal stuff came out from him. Um, Don't tweet things. That's, yeah. yeah. Exhibit A. Similar. So this is an honorable mention. Um, but I put Joey Mercury. Ooh. No. I don't, I don't know that I necessarily agree with that, but I do think he has less accomplishments. Because... I really, that's the only reason I really put him on the list, and that's why he's not on the list. What he's happened? on the honorable mention. What do you got his face? It's the only thing. Yeah. That's for the reason why. Only being is Dude, because. Did you see what happened? No, but did that end his career? Well, it, it almost ended his life. That's the I, reason yeah. he got addicted to painkillers. Oh, you see, I don't. Like, like that, that led to a whole string of a bad five or six years for him. Yeah. That he had to, like, someone, I think it was DDP or something, like, out of it. But, like, yeah, that almost ended his career. And I mean, life. I know we got a couple tag team titles with Eminem, but, like, I really. Wish we would have gotten to see what Eminem would have continued to be. DDP after that. is the ultimate face, by the way. That's another thing. The, the ultimate, ultimate real life, ultimate face. real life face, good guy. Just mm-hmm. maybe if he didn't stalk the Undertaker's wife, that that's the only caveat say, yeah. right there, dude. <laughs> yeah, he tried but to make that Christian is, happy. Maybe if he left Sarah too. alone. Yeah, leave Sarah alone, dude. That is my honorable mention. Sarah, Sarah with alone. no H. Yeah, hashtag leave Sarah alone, DDP with no H. That's a really long hashtag. <laughs> um, good list. Good list. Okay. Yeah. Well, I got my number one. Oh, yeah. Oh, We're waiting. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Here are my three honorable mentions. I'm only going to touch on the honorable mention I listed first. I put Ted DiBiase and Byron can get off my ass now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is the one I thought you'd hate. Which... I love how much you know about my brother. Oh, it's just because he commented on it. Yeah. Uh, this is the one I thought people would hate. Ken Shamrock. I don't hate that. A pick. lot I think, of people. I think that the, especially for that time, the blurred lines of kayfabe and reality, and it creeped him getting some sort of world title run, and he didn't. He just, just all out the chair shot the rock hit on him, dude. Like hit me as hard as you can. Rock tried to take his head off. Okay, not gonna get into that. My first honorable mention was Goldust. I was thinking about putting him on. One of the character going into the WWE, one of the best ways you can introduce a character. In a time where that was so controversial in being gay on camera, and Razor Ramon made him look like a king while doing that and unfortunately he didn't get the push he deserved when he came back to the wwe after doing i i guess a few things here and there with he kind of did a few things here and there everywhere bars uh but <laughs> uh I just you can put gold dust slash dustin Rhodes if you want i thought you were doing that. no i wasn't doing the masse what is the how do you do it got it okay yeah sorry i thought that's what you uh, I, the argument said, though, I mean, for Goldust, it was a lot of the political stuff in the background it was. because it was absolutely... he won originally didn't want to be Goldust. But he does like, and I understand he didn't want to be Goldust. And there are a lot of people who just get sh- ideas shot down, and I know he got a lot of his shot down. A lot of the, it's dude. just a picture in picture for him and his dad. I mean, he, you know, 
Dusty had to be the polka dots. He had to end up Family being Goldust. Family just knows how to work. It, honestly, the Stardust yeah. thing. Stardust wasn't even baddie either. It was just because we wanted Cody it's to be just Cody. The, it's the sour taste in their mouth that they had to go into these yeah. personas that they didn't want to. Oh, jeez. But yeah, a lot of just also best... I, I'm trying to think of Snap Suplex. Is that what it is? He does a very good... Oh, no, you're talking about the... Are you talking about the carryover? Yeah, what Randy does, too. Yeah, the snap carry. I think his is better. Sue me. You can find me, Randy. Whatever it's called. Please don't. <laughs> hey, he's in St. Louis. Yeah, so. yeah, you know where to find me. He's within 50 miles of you, right? I've seen him at Target. Yeah. No, he's not. Does he he's live? not at Target? He's at the Performance Center. Oh, okay. He lives with... I know. I. You know where to find um, me at Target and... Not saying the location. Power Why Slam. Power Slam. There we are. Um... Number two. Honorable mention? Me? Uh, I keep forgetting he only gets one. Yeah. And then you, he's his number one, my number one, your number one. Yeah. I didn't have an honorable mention. Okay, your number I one. I didn't come up with it, but my number one is Ricky the Dragon. Good one. Very no good one. WWE title runs. Not kind of a mediocre intercontinental title run because he was a transitional champion for the Honky Tonk yeah. Man. So. He's one of those guys that are on a lot of people's best matches list. I mean, he has Absolutely. he has the he has NWA World's Heavyweight Champ gold. So outside of WWE, wasn't really arguably one of the best WrestleMania matches too. Hundred percent, and mm -hmm. his uh, trilogy with Rick. Uh huh. Like that's not outside of WWE. He was very well respected. You can go into a ring with somebody and say, "Hey, let's go an hour." One, you're crazy. Two, you know exactly what the fans deserve, and you will put your literal body on the line in order to do that. And Ricky 100%. Steamboat embodies that. Uh, my number one is Mr. Perfect. Almost put him. I, look, I really did almost put him. Yeah. It's not the reason why I didn't is because I know everyone knows that. Like, like his his popularity supersedes his accomplishments. That's why oh, I that. It is. Did he have one when he went back to WCW even? Did he even have a world title run? I don't believe he did, but let me. He had an AWA world title run, and that's why WWE signed him. And the fact that that man didn't have a world title run is blasphemy. Or, and not even just a world title run. He didn't really have a, he didn't really challenge for the world title that much either if any, or at all. It's ab it's absurd that Mr. Perfect got... He, he's only a one-time United States champion, mm -hmm. one-time yep. tag team champion, and then in WWE, he was a two-time Intercontinental. And that that's just one of those things where it's like, a, a man who wrestles at the caliber that he does. There are a lot of people that you can put on this list. I'm not saying he is the guy who deserved the world title the most in the shoe he in the shoes he had with the company at that point. When but, your gimmick's Mr. Perfect, though, I mean, you would think that they would sense. put him in the into yes. Oh my yeah. god! You could say Ted DiBiase deserved a world title shot. I always hype Roddy Piper up. I think he's the most. He's the guy with what he had is the guy who deserved the world title the most. With or with the spot he had on the card, with the guy who, regardless of the spot on the card, deserved a world title match more than anybody, Mister Perfect. Yeah, hundred percent. I wonder if you guys could guess my number one. Uh, I talk pretty highly of him. Uh, Deuce and Domino. 
No. What era? Bray? Late 90s to through the 90s. 2000s. I I almost Late put... 90s. I don't know if this is who you're talking about. I almost put Mick Foley. No. I don't think that's who you're talking about. So it's a gentleman who hasn't won any world titles. Okay. Well, the... I have no idea. Jeff Jarrett, dude. William Regal. Ooh, I would agree with that. I think William Regal's been underrated. He's, I think he's underrated. But... He won. He won what? He won a King of the Ring. He was Intercontinental yeah. Champion. He was a United States. He, he was a United States. He was champion. a late Intercontinental Champion. He what? He, he was a late Intercontinental yeah, Champion. Yeah, and I know he was a tag champ. He was European Champion. Him, dude. Yeah. Him and Tajiri as tag champs. Yeah. Just on a peak, feuding too. Peak thousands SmackDown. He was a, the perfect heel champion. Wasn't it's on just one. Did I'm wrong? That was whatever. Wrong. Shut up. <laughs> to me, on a level of like somebody who should win due to the time frame they're in as a heel. Yeah, it should have been him. Yo, he drunk, drunk. He was caught drinking pee. Yeah, from he, a teacup. He didn't even know. No, I he know. went. Oh yeah. Cool. <laughs> Yo, but, I don't no, know if I, I mean, could put a guy like that on my list. Who who did he have that street fight with in WCW? Um, I'm that I don't know. Trying to think of Steven Regal in a street fight in WCW. Let me look at because that that match is highly touted. I know he wouldn't he wouldn't put up with Goldberg's crap. Good for you, Willie Willem Dafoe. What a fun name, <laughs> Willem Finley. Dude, they Finn versus Finley, Fit Finley. He that's who he took the U.S. title from. Yeah, that was they had a crazy No, it was feud. the other way. It was the other way. They had a crazy feud. Oh man. But dude. overall that's my, my number uh, one. that completes all of our lists, right? Yeah, Mr. Perfect, William Regal, and technically the Miz. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, uh I do have Clayton's list. Okay. Let's uh, hear so it. So we can just go through that. Honorable one. mention? Um, so no, he didn't have any honorable mentions. He okay. had five. Uh number one on his list was the Undertaker. Uh, he said that the Undertaker was underrated. He didn't like that he went twenty five and two at WrestleMania. He said he should. Okay, um, of course. So Undertaker number two is John Cena. He said there's no reason by now that he doesn't have twenty world titles. He actually put twenty and it's double under. Um, so, weird text. <laughs> yeah. Uh, number three on his list was. <laughs> number. Sorry, sorry. I need to hold myself. Number three on his list was Brock Lesnar. Uh, he <laughs> thinks that it, honestly, it's very contradictive. He said Brock Lesnar should have defeated Undertaker streak a lot. Um, I don't understand that. Um, Clayton did. Yeah, I don't really get it. Uh, number four oh on his list God. is Charlotte Flair. He thinks Charlotte Flair is criminally underrated and there's no reason why she's not also at 20. Honestly, I'm, I'm ad-libbing that. It just says see John Cena for his reasoning for Charlotte Flair. Um, he actually says that all the time, by the way. Yeah, there's no reason. And then his, dude, Clayton, we got to talk. His number five was uh, Vince McMahon. He said Vince McMahon was criminally underrated and that there's no reason Vince McMahon didn't have more world title runs. He said... Uh, Tony Khan is a poor man. <laughs> oh, yeah, he McMahon. said Tony Khan is a poor man's Vince McMahon who uh, suckles upon his daddy's teeth for money. And uh, he said Vince McMahon should have gone over on Stone Cold. You know who I'm surprised isn't on his list? Who? Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels, yeah. Uh, I'm surprised Hulk Hogan isn't on his <laughs> number one. Number one, Shawn Michaels, even though he said he was number one. <laughs> he he was, yeah. Ooh, I changed my um, mind. 
So that's that was Clayton's list. So thank yeah. you for providing that. Thank you, Clayton. Clayton. Very cool. <laughs> that was awesome, um, dude. But uh, uh, does anyone it. have anything else to say about any of these wrestlers before we jump out of here? I'm crying. Nah, that was good. Nah, nah, nah. nah. Perfect. All um, right. maybe Santino. Umbrella. Uh, he almost almost beat the hunky Texas perfect Mita. <laughs> There is an alternate reality where uh, Santino Morella wins the Royal Rumble. Alberto yep. And uh, maybe I'll talk about that on TikTok one day. You know, the first, the first time anyone should made or should have won a women's world title, I always put it in Dami's hands. Yeah. Should have oh, been Santino. Santino Morella. No, Santino. Take Santino. Take oh, Santino okay. out of the picture. Should have been Santino. I liked one of my favorite things of all time about Santino is when he tries to do the splits on the ring, just falls <laughs> backwards. So so funny. Uh, all right. Well, thank you, gentlemen, for joining us, Eddie. Why don't you go ahead and hit us with the socials one time before we jump out of here? You will follow us. You will follow. You us. will on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, and YouTube, and you will tune in with us each and every week on Spotify, Apple Music, and Podbean. <laughs> What is Podbean? I asked you this last week, dude. The, I didn't Even know though it's literally only been like 40 minutes. Hey, Podbean, sponsor week. us now because we know who you are. Yeah, fair enough. I Even though I'm still questioning who you are. Let us know in the comments <laughs> who your top five most underrated wrestlers are. And let us know what you thought about our lists. And uh, if you have any questions for Clayton about his list, just let us know in the comments. And just DM him. His at's going to be. Yeah, we'll put his at right there. At, um... Hulk still rules on Twitter. Yeah. I think it's Clayton's Twitter. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you guys for joining us. Thank you guys for watching, and we'll see you soon. Brother, brother, brother.